We address what we saw during the Bengals and Bills Monday night football game. Then we're going to go ahead and head over to the email inbox for a listener question about a missing Buccaneer. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko. Deputy Editor for SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Not joined by Evan Klosky here on a 10 Tampa Bay WTSP Wednesday, but I am joined by David Sheely. You can find him on Twitter at Deacon underscore Sheely. Excited for his debut on the show. Of course, you can follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at Deacon underscore Sheely. Again, we thank you. For making us your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, all caps, in the game. So we're going to start things off on a serious note today. I I do want to give forewarning just in case people get upset or or anything like that. I realize this is a very sensitive topic. Uh, I have a lot of Bills fan friends that are still very shaken about what occurred. Uh, My son's hockey coach and his uh, teammate from last year were front row behind the Bills bench at this game uh, as it as it all unfolded. So if, if this is a topic that you don't feel like you can handle, go ahead and fast forward into uh, about eight minutes into the show, and we will be talking about Buccaneers-related things at that point. But David Harrison and I had just finished recording Tuesday's episode when I went upstairs and, uh, and I saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin, I, I'm, I'm not going to speculate on anything. I will just relay what we already know. Damar Hamlin is in the ICU at University of Cincinnati Hospital in critical condition, and the Bills announced that he suffered cardiac arrest on the field and was resuscitated by the on-site physician. Statement from the Hamlin family said, quote, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Damar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them, end quote. Roger Goodell in the NFL announced that the game will not be made up this week, though plans for the resumption of the game at this moment in time are still up in the air. So, David, I know this is a kind of a difficult way. It's it's a heavy, heavy way to make your locked on a Bucks debut. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, it's a very sensitive topic. But 
what were and, and are your thoughts on the situation that we witnessed with DeMar Hamlin uh, during Monday Night Football? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, again, firstly, thank you for uh, having me join this uh, this awesome podcast for the first time. I've been a listener for a while, so it's awesome to finally be on the show. Last night was tough. Uh, last night was it was it was hard for for me just as a as a person, right? Not just a football fan, not just a person that covers football, but just as a person because we saw someone twenty four years old, right? Routine play. There was nothing dirty about the play itself. Uh, get up from making a from making a tackle around midfield and then falling back, and that was that itself was already a scary sight. We're used to seeing players go down on a football field. We're used to that. We're we're even a little bit a little bit desensitized to someone going down on the field. There being a commercial break, you come back and seeing that player on a cart. Um, what we are not used to, and what we are not desensitized to, which I'm I'm glad we're not, is seeing someone on the field with a human shield around them. They're getting CPR. And there's an ambulance on the field and they're about to be taken to a hospital. And you're told that, you know, this person has been getting CPR. Um, they're not breathing. You know, you're, you're trying to get updates on Twitter. I mean, it, it was it was a frantic situation. I can I cannot I cannot imagine what it must have been like at that stadium in Cincinnati. I have no clue. Just watching on TV it was chilling and it was, it was very hard to watch. And then you have to think about the job, right? Being a broadcaster. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Lisa and Booger and, you know, and, and Schefter, they all now have to get on television and try to talk about something that they're shaken up by. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have to do the same thing in, in a couple hours or really an hour. You know, this this all happened uh, at about nine o'clock and it didn't get really it went from bad to worse in about uh, 20 minutes. So, yeah, it, it was tough. Um, and I know it like it, it's our job to see these things and put worse to them. It was hard to do that yesterday. And I just my, my heart is with him and his family and his mother and also with T Higgins, because I covered mm -hmm. T Higgins. Um, you know, he played football at Oak Ridge and my first job was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oak Ridge is the town over. So my first interview when I first got to that station in Knoxville was to go interview T Higgins because they were retiring his jersey. His football and basketball jersey were getting retired at the high school. So when the Bengals came to Tampa to play, you know, he and I spoke after the game. And so I feel for him too. one of the nicest guys on this planet. And I don't know what he's feeling because that's the one who hit DeMar, right? So um, I'm thinking and praying for all those guys. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely right there with you, obviously. Thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin and, and his family. Luckily, yeah, his family was there to watch him play, so they were able to be by his side. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a family member having to sit by a phone and, and wait for updates after seeing what happened to to him on television so luckily they were there they were able to be with him still are with him and and yeah that's something that i've seen a couple of people say about t higgins because it's it was something that i actually spoke with a, a Bengals fan about earlier today it was it's so easy for you or i on on the outside looking in to say 
it was a routine play. He did nothing wrong. Uh, this is just kind of a, a, a freak catastrophe that, that what we're seeing with DeMar, but in T Higgins mind, could he be saying, if I didn't catch that pass, did, do we finish the game? Does that still happen? If he didn't, if he wasn't the one to hit me, you know, is all of this happening? And, and it's real easy to kind of go to that place and, and, and blame yourself because that's what we do as individuals. We want to try to find reasoning when something doesn't seem to be explainable. And, and we will look to ourselves. Is there anything I could have done to change this? Because you feel so, so bad for, for the person that you just saw collapse and, and is in a hospital right now. So yeah, definitely not only prayers for the Hamlin family, but of course for the, the mental health of T Higgins. And, and I hope he realizes that he did nothing wrong and, you know, doesn't, isn't upset with himself for, for what transpired. Now, a lot of people have shown their support by donating to Hamlin's charity where he provides gifts to underprivileged children and the donations on the GoFundMe with a $2,500 goal have surpassed $4 million, including $10,000 for Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. And this is not something new for, especially for the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals history. Uh, some of you may remember a few years ago, the Buffalo Bills clinched a playoff spot because Andy Dalton led the Bengals to a Week 17 victory I can't even remember who they beat. I think it was the Baltimore Ravens. And as a sign of appreciation, Bill's Mafia started donating to Andy Dalton's charity. So it, it's a great way for people to show their appreciation and their support for uh, DeMar Hamlin. And uh, it just, it would have felt, David, as you and I were texting earlier, would have felt kind of disingenuous to ignore this when this story goes beyond Bill's fans. It goes beyond Bengals fans. This has reached... Uh, beyond NFL fans, and and I think people want an opportunity to to hear thoughts, hear hear hopes, hear prayers for Hamlin and a and a speedy recovery. So we are going to turn the page and begin talking about the Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons this weekend coming up in just a moment. But first, I am really geeked out by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, all the ups and downs of a season, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. This game is super easy to navigate, fun to play, and offers challenges you won't get anywhere else. The stresses and joys of running a pro football team, coaching staff, and all the finances watch the finances. I'm telling you from experience, watch the finances. You can do an entire season in just a few minutes. Locked on Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on, all one word, all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps, L O C K E D O N. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm 
Ultimate Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, make sure you are checking out Locked On NFL, local experts, the biggest stories across the league, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, David, it's time to flip things over to the Bucks and the Falcons. And uh, we did feel it was important to talk about Tamar Hamlin and what's going on there. Um, like I said, doesn't matter who you're a fan of, everyone kind of gathered together as a fan of Tamar Hamlin Monday night and into Tuesday. So, we are going to jump over to the email section and begin talking about some Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to hear from Russ in St. Pete who wants to know about Shaq Barrett. And he says, love your podcast. Thank you, Russ. Uh, he says, play starters in the first half and get Jensen some playing time. Hold your thoughts on that, David. We're going to talk about that in a moment. My question is, where is Shaq Barrett? I get it. He's out for the season, but haven't seen him around at all. His presence alone needs to be felt in the locker room. Just curious. Again, that's from Russ in St. Pete. So, uh, David, I'm going to kick it over to you, but it's, it's, to me, it's not out of the norm. Somebody has a season ending injury. You typically don't see them a whole heck of a lot. They're, they're going through their own things, having to rehabilitate, you know, go through surgeries, any number of things. Uh, they're not generally, you know, a, a presence around the, the locker room or on the sideline on game days. Right. Yeah, uh, that's not something that's that you see. You don't you don't see a player that goes on IR, season-ending IR, not not the short term, but season-ending IR. You don't see them on the sideline. That's something that happens in the college game. So I think about like Hendon Hooker tearing his ACL with Tennessee. You see him on the sideline with Joe Milton, right? Kind of coaching him up, but being present, being there. That just it doesn't really happen in the NFL. Also, some of the players don't they don't permanently live in the city that they play in. So. Some of them just go home, right? That That's where their surgeon is. That's where they're going to do their rehab. They just go home because they're on injured reserve. They're not going to be at the facility all the time because they they have a chance to just be at home in heels. So I, I don't I don't think that we need to make this really complicated. I think it's a pretty simple thing. Um, Shaq Barrett's out for the year, and he's probably not going to be around, and that is not out of the normal. And I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with him not being there. No, and I don't either. I get where Russ is kind of coming from. It, it, you know, I guess you you kind of take a look at it. Could be that that inspirational moment where Shaq comes in and and does the rah rah rallying cry and and uh you know tries to fire his defense up, or maybe he's playing the mentor role, uh you know trying to help Joe Tryon Shoyinka fill the shoes that that were left by his injury. But again, this is a pretty it's a pretty normal occurrence in, in the NFL where, you know, once you have that injury and you know, your season's done, well, now your focus is on the following season. You want to get healthy. You want to go through the the rehab, the physical therapy, all those things. And David, as you wonderfully put out, sometimes the best place to do that is at home where you're, where you're comfortable. You're, you're not, you know, away from your family or anything like that. And, and if he doesn't live in the Tampa area, um, obviously he's going to want to be back you know, in his, in his own home with his own doctors going through everything that he needs to do to get ready for the following season. So, however, Russ did uh, side with me in David Harrison and my argument on yesterday's episode. So David believed that 
the starters should not play. You don't risk the injury. You don't uh, you, you don't put anybody in harm's way. You need to get Carlton Davis back. You need to get hopefully Ryan Jensen to make his season debut. Uh, you need to get Carl Nassib back. You need to get Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith healthy. The whole secondary's banged up. Don't play any of the starters. Don't risk Brady. Don't risk Evans or, or Godwin or Lenny or Rashad or any of those guys. My stance was you finally had an offensive explosion. You finally got that connection reignited with Brady and Mike Evans. You don't just immediately turn the engine off and hope that you can pick it up in two weeks. I felt that the starters do need to play. The compromise that we kind of reached, because I had said the starters need to play for at least the first half. And regardless of score, you can pull them but they need to stay out there. We've seen way too many teams bench their starters when they have nothing to play for in the last week. Then they start, you know, in the playoffs and come out flat. So I, I do think they need to stay in that routine. They do need to stay on the field for at least a little while, but what is your stance on whether or not the starters should play against the Atlanta Falcons with nothing to play for? They can't gain any room. They can't lose any room. They're, they're the four seed and that's it. Yeah, and I think that's that's the that's the thing, right? Bucks can't move up, they can't move down. I think we we agree on that. There's there is nothing to play for. And you're playing a team that you could go out and and beat up. Like let's just be real. The Falcons are the last place team in the worst division in the NFL. Which I mean, maybe the AFC South is a little bit worse, but right now you've got a, a bad Falcons team. Um you're going there and, and you, you probably have a lot of confidence that you're going to win that game I think the injury the injury angle is it's it's legitimate right because we we have seen that before um and I can speak from experience I've got this helmet on my desk I might lose some followers for this but I'm from Atlanta so I don't I don't try to hide that um and I used to cover the team well they were the one seed back when the Falcons used to actually be worth a you know what they were the one seed had nothing to play for in 2012 their best pass rusher decided to play in week 17, had nothing to play for. Well, he gets injured in that game and NFC championship going against Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers. Well, he had to sit some very important reps because he just could not go. And it really does hurt you. Now, what are the chances that actually happens in the Bucks game, right? How do we know Carlton Davis goes out there and has another injury? How do we know Antoine Winfield Jr.? gets another concussion. We don't know that. And we're not hoping that happens, right? But it's a reality of the game. The other thing that Todd Bull said that I thought was that people are totally overlooking, the Bucks don't have the depth to just make everybody on that offensive line inactive and just be like, none of you are playing today. They don't have the, the depth to just throw out a whole JV offensive line. Like, okay, you can give Blaine Gabbert the keys for that game. But then again, who's up front? You're going to have to put some starters up front to block them. You're going to have to put, uh, you know, Rashad White out there for, for a few plays. You're not going to play Giovanni the whole time. You're not going to play Vaughn the whole time. Then you look at some of the receivers. Do they really have the receiver depth? Because everyone's dealing with something. They may not say it, but everyone's dealing with something. It's week 18. So I think the best way to do this, and I don't even know if, if first half is enough. There's nothing like a game rep. Like people saying like, okay, well, Todd Bowles said they have something to work on and they can work on that in practice. Like practice is practice. There is nothing like a live game rep in the NFL. Like there's nothing, you cannot do anything in practice that will be exactly like a live 
game rep. Get some live game reps. Let's see if you got the chemistry. Treat it like a preseason game. When you see what you need to see, however long that takes, get them out. And it's no different than any other week in the NFL. Injuries can happen at any time. Shaq's injury happened in the middle of the season, you know. Mm-hmm. And Winfield Jr. went down multiple times. Vita Vea has been injured. Tristan Wirfs. All these guys have been injured at different times of the season, and this would be very untimely for them to re-aggravate it like Wirfs re-aggravated his injury a couple of weeks ago. That would be unfortunate, right? But um, you do need to see what you need to see to say, okay, I think we got it. Like, yes, we took the Panthers to town going deep. They were playing a lot of single coverage, and we took them to town. Let's see if we can keep that up against against Atlanta, who, by the way, to them, this is probably the Super Bowl. This is it, right? This is all they got. The Falcons have never beaten Tom Brady ever when he was on the Patriots, when he was on the Bucks, They have never beaten him. And this may be the last time they ever even see Tom Brady on the opposite side. This is everything. <laughs> like, this is everything to them. So, look, you, you go out there, see what you need to see, sit them down, and just like, all right, cool. We're healthy. We, we got some good reps in there. We built ourselves up a 21 nothing lead. I'm good. I, I've, seen what, I've seen what I need to see. But if you want to play them the whole game, it's like, all right, are we playing them the whole game? And and then if, I mean, goodness, if it's close, so what? Like, you get something like that, and like, yo, we're we're ready. You should know by now. Like, I feel like you sh- you know who your team is. It's week eighteen. You know who your team is. You know what your guys are made of. See what you need to see. Pull them out. I said it a bunch of times. It's not going to change. Like, see what you need to see. Take them out. And if they're if the injuries were that bad, like if they were really that bad, like they were when they were playing. Uh, when they were playing Carolina the first time and they had oodles of injuries on that defense and then lost players during that game. If something, if it was like that and you were like, our injury report is dire, then I would be like, I, I think you should probably go with the JV squad this week. But <laughs> the injury report is improving. Going into the rematch with Carolina, the injury report improved. You want to get Carl Nassib back. You do. You want to get Carlton Davis back, absolutely. So if, they're, if they are your most at-risk players, probably make them inactive probably yeah. wouldn't hurt it, even if they practice all week probably make them inactive but you have guys like Tristan Wirfs who said I'm, go- I'm good I'm gonna go I'm, I'm gonna go uh, uh Vita Vea, I'm good I'm gonna go I'm gonna play Antoine Winfield Jr. I'm gonna go Julio Jones I'm good I'm gonna go okay then let him go I, I think that's it I mean that that's really the mindset there's nothing to play for but you do need to see if you guys are can keep that consistency from last week because that's what you need in the postseason yeah, I, I think that's 100% it. And I, I think between what, what David wanted, what I wanted, what what you want, the three of us can come to a, a pretty solid compromise as to what we think the Buccaneers should do. And it's it's exactly that. See what you need to see. And wow. uh, don't don't risk anything. You'd you'd hate for you'd hate for Tom Brady's undefeated streak against Atlanta to end if he starts the game and then you know, Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask come in and, and screw it all up, but it is what it is. Um, you know, that that record won't matter nearly as much as winning the four games after that for uh, right. for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But, David, you are going to make your first ever predictions on this show coming up in just a minute. But first, 
As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. No kidding, my wife just got a brand new job because somebody she used to work with found her on LinkedIn Jobs, called her up, offered her a job, boom, starts next week. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 8,875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and for free. That's why small businesses rank, rank LinkedIn Jobs number one, delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Joined for the very first time by David Sheely of 10 Tampa Bay. And David, this is a safe place. I want you to be honest with me. <laughs> All right. Evan's not really sick, is he? He didn't want to face you, and he didn't want to talk to me after mm -hmm. Ohio State did what they did. That is exactly, that is exactly what happened. Not only on this WTSP Wednesday are you getting the most handsome member of the 10 Tampa Bay Sports Department, but you are also getting the only 10 Tampa Bay Sports Department member whose team is playing for a national championship come next Monday, and that is the Georgia Bulldog. Evan is sick because their field goal <laughs> kicker went out there, and right as the clock struck midnight, to welcome 2023, he kicked that ball into the stands with a late Christmas gift for some lucky fan. The only way to do that in Madden is to take that controller and just do this. I mean, my goodness. You know what I mean? I mean, just shanked it. And I didn't say anything to Evan. I, I said, I'm, I'm going to keep it cool. I'm going to keep it real cool. I'm going to wait. I didn't talk to him the whole day. I was like, I'm not talking to him today. I'm going to wait till this game happens. I'm going to just, I'm, I'm cooling. But when he missed that kick, I was tempted. I was tempted. I was real tempted, but I didn't do it. He actually texted me first, and he texted me a picture of of a sad Ugga. I don't know why he put Ugga in there. Ugga's happy. You know, Ugga's not, Ugga's not sad at all. Ugga's actually doing yeah. great. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, you know, the only thing I will say is uh, we did not get – Stequavius until the late fourth quarter. We got Stetson. We definitely got Stetson for the first three and a half quarters. But when they needed him most, Stequavius Bennett the fourth showed up. And I think 100% he needs to get a haircut before the national championship game against TCU because that whatever they were trying to do in those first three quarters against Ohio State wasn't it. I mean, Brock Bauer said yeah. it himself. He said, I feel like we lost. And that's, yeah, because you kind of did. That was the best ending of 2022 possible and the best start to 2023 possible. Uh, yeah. Apologies to David Harrison and Evan Klosky if they are upset <laughs> by this segment, but 
uh, hashtag no regrets. David, it's time to take a look at the Falcons and Buccaneers, where you are going to pull out your far more accurate crystal ball than what Evan Klosky has in his desk. And wow. we're going to start things off with <laughs> actually Evans. Evans been pretty good with his predictions this year. I, I oh, have to give it to him. He's he's been impressive. He's I would say he's probably batting. I don't know, six fifty on the season. He's he's been okay. solid. Okay, um, he's he's below five hundred though when we when we do the blitz on Sundays. He's yeah, he's below but you have to remember, there's three different predictions happening in this segment. Ah, so all okay. of that encompassed, he's he's well over five hundred. He's been he's been good. All so right. all right, your bold prediction for right. Sunday's game is what? Uh, three touchdowns for former Falcons Russell Gage and Julio Jones combined. I don't know how that how that would happen, but I you if you are a Falcons fan, which I grew up one, just mentally prepare yourselves for a red zone play that is purely for Julio Jones. <laughs> like this is a Julio Jones one hundred percenter. It's gonna happen. Like I just feel like it's it's gonna have to happen, right? Uh, Michael Vick scored a touchdown on the Falcons when he was with the Eagles back in two thousand nine in the Georgia Dome. Did it feel good? Nope, didn't feel good at all. But you know what? It happened. And this time around, it's going to be Julio Jones. And maybe Russell Gage gets one in there, too. Um, so that's my bold prediction. I, I think I think this is a game where they let some former Falcons get some shine. Because there's, like, a few of them on this roster, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, you know, for years and years and years, I couldn't stand the sight of Julio Jones. Big fan now. Fair. In fact, I was I was a fan last year, too. All it took was him getting out of Atlanta. And I was like, hey, this dude's pretty cool. I like him. Uh, your predictive player of the game. Predictive player. So what does that all encompass? So I'm so I'm making sure I get this right. Yeah, just whichever, whichever player you feel is going to have a standout performance. It may not mean the guy with the most receiving yards or the guy okay. with the most tackles or anything like that. But the, the player you feel is going to have the biggest impact on this game. I do think this is the week we see the rushing attack kind of get to where we would like to see it going into the playoffs. We saw the aerial attack kind of wake up, right? They, they kind of came alive against Carolina in a huge way. I mean, not only is Brady to Evans back, I mean, it is back, back. Like, you got to say it twice. Like, it, it, it was crazy. Well, this was, I think, only the second win where the Bucks won a game with Leonard Fournette rushing for less than 45 yards, which isn't a lot anyway. Right. So I think this is the game where we're going to see a healthy dose of maybe not Lenny because he is dealing with the foot injury. So maybe I'm going to have to go with Rashad White. I think we see the running game really pick up. And I think it's going to be Rashad White's day to really control the clock take some of the the edge off of the receivers like they can't go out and run 40 50 routes um, right i i don't remember the stat but tom brady has thrown like attempted what, what was it 30 plus passes or 40 plus passes in like a lot of games this season that's a lot of routes for those receivers i think this is the game control the clock run the ball and really put the pressure on your o-line hey this week we're running the ball. We've got to have a running game, and we've got to be able to control the clock in the postseason. This is the week to see if we can get that right. So Rash Rashad White is is the guy. 
Yeah, I I know the number you're referring to. I'm I'm bringing it up right now. So, um, it was thirty plus completions in five mm. straight games and thirty plus completions in ten games this season. He's the only player yeah. in NFL history to do that. Um, right. so yeah, you're right. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of throwing and that's a lot of of routes run. The routes. Love to see Rashad get on. Uh, get back on track because he's he's looked great all year and he's had some really solid performances would like to see one more heading into the postseason so you got Rashad White you got Julio and and Russell scoring touchdowns what is your score prediction for this one uh I'm gonna go with uh Tampa Bay 24 to 9 now the Bucks have seven wins this year scoring 21 points or less I thought they were going to beat Carolina, but I did not have them scoring 30. Like that was, that was not on my, my bingo card. Definitely not a hat trick for Mike Evans either. So I don't know if they do all that again, but I do think they could get more than 21. Um, the Cardinals, the Cardinals can scoop, like the Cardinals were scoring a little bit on them with their backup. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty bad teams put some points up against Atlanta. But Atlanta has kept it a little bit close, but they haven't played a defense like the Bucks defense in a while. So I think 24 to nine, I love young Waku, so I'm giving him three field goals. Um, but that I think that's it. Like, I don't know if Desmond Ritter throws a touchdown pass. I really don't. With that, we are out of here. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. David will be back tomorrow for a crossover Thursday with our guy Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcons. Always a fun conversation listening to the two of them. So make sure you check that out. Check out everything David Sheely is doing over on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Deacon underscore Sheely. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here.